Good morning, everyone. George Watkins here on this beautiful Wednesday morning. We are anticipating a number of warm days ahead of us. How about that? Rain is promised to stop, and because of that, we get to go out and mow the lawn or whatever you like to do in the sunshine. So let's anticipate Wednesday. And remember, every moment of this day has glory in it. Let's not rush from one point to the other and miss the journey. I'm convinced in a lot of areas of life that we are always trying to get somewhere and miss the journey to get there. For instance, someday I'm going to be successful. And in that 15 years that you press to make the money, get the business going, sacrifice whatever it takes, you may have lost your children in relationship or your marriage in relationship. And often you may have lost your relationship with the father in that those times that you need to pray and meditate. Amen. Now, this is not a dark thought. It's just an, it's just a, a thought about life where we miss the moment. No, shorten that a little bit. Okay. Now I need to get downtown and you know, go to the store, pay a bill or go to work. Now it's a five minute or a 25 minute drive, but I've just got to get there. So the, the destination is more important than the journey. Now in that journey, you are being visited by the angels. You're being visited by God's voice speaking into your spirit. You're being <clears throat> encompassed around and ministered to on some occasions by the cloud of witnesses. There's things that are germinating in your imagination that God wants to bring out into revelation. When that drive time, <laughs> I know you can't fuzz out your driving, so you got to focus. But I'm, I'm bringing a point here that this is Wednesday morning. In a flash or two, you'll be sitting on the edge of your bed and it'll be Wednesday night. If you don't capture the moment, you'll miss the whole day. You'll rush from here to there, get to lunch, then go back to work or get to the church and have a service and go back home. And all those things are important, except for the fact that the most important thing in your life is meditation on the Lord in his presence at peace. Let me say it again. The most important thing in your life is having meditation in his presence on the Lord with peace. Now, I realize <clears throat> you can't stay in the closet doing that 24 hours a day, but you certainly have times when you are there doing it. And what happens when you practice the presence of the Lord, then it carries over through the day. And as you're busy building your business or having relationship with your family or driving to work, 
there will be an aura of God's presence as you go. So welcome to Wednesday. And we're going to capture the moment and find out what God has for us today. The thought in my heart, oh, by the way, I'm George Watkins. If you haven't uh, met me yet, thank you for stopping by. And if you're still here, stay for a while. Amen. So often people will drift by and they have they don't recognize someone. So they they go, you know, click down the road to find another Internet speaker that they know about. Well, here we are. And the Lord is saying something important this morning. I believe it is. Anti God said God dropped this in my spirit a few days ago. Anti voice, anti God voices will be silenced. Anti-God voices will be silenced. I was listening into a group of people discussing the fact that they were Christian or they were, a, you know, a non-believer or they didn't care or what differences. There was four or five of them just throwing their ideas around, thoughts and confessing their feelings. And uh, I thought, how, how, how would it be to live without the knowledge? that God loves me and that I have eternal life and that I have a eternal I have an eternal guarantee of God's hand on me forever into eternity forever what would life be now the scripture says that if in this life only you have hope you are of all men or women most miserable that's bible lingo you know language now <clears throat> listening to this group of people, different ones. I was a Catholic and now I don't believe anything, you know, as a kid, I was a, raised a Catholic or I never went to church and who cares? And then one person pops up and says, well, I am a Christian and I believe in God and so forth. The voices that are anti-God will cease. There'll be a time when the, those voices that are coming against the Father and the things the Father's doing will cease. Now, <clears throat> I'm not prophesying the wrath of God, lightning bolts, and death on those who are speaking. I'm speaking and prophesying the fact that God has a way to work his way, his himself into the lives of people you would never imagine. Some of you have friends that were anti-God or at least non-God or who cares God. And today, God worked his way into their life through some circumstances that turned their turned the light bulb on in their spirits. And now they're believers. How does that work? How do, how do we silence? How, how does God silence anti-God voices? The, um, <clears throat> the big guys, you know, the ones that are well known for anti-God. I, um, I had a, a, an interesting and an amazing experience a number of years ago. I was in two places in the world within a few months that were historically uh, very important. The first one was in uh, Poland at uh, Auschwitz. 
where the death camps were. And we took a tour through the death camps and they have huge pictures along the way of the uh, original people as they were, you know, herded in down the road as cattle to the death, to the, to the ovens. It was an emotional time. We saw a movie of the old days and so forth, really gripping. And a few months later, about two months later, I was in uh, Hiroshima, Japan, where we dropped the atomic bomb and 130,000 people died in a flash. The end of the world for them. And it seemed like the end of the world for the nation and at least the city. I'm there years later. What is that? 50 some years later. And uh, things have moved on. Things have changed. Life comes back. And God at that time in Poland was bringing a renewed, a revival, a renewal, a, an awakening that was amazing. Now, <clears throat> anti-God voices in the 40s with the Nazis. They were destroying and killing anybody that had a God voice. Anti-God voices looked like they were winning. But God turned the tide and changed the direction of that nation. Japan was certainly anti-something anti-god because they were they were um, coming against the world against us today god is bringing his the spirit of god to japan in some marvelous ways some of my friends were over there a few months ago having some wonderful awakenings and ministry and uh, crowds coming together not like uh, some of the nations yet you have a crowd in Japan of 500 or so. You're, it's an amazing crowd, not like India or, you know, the African nations where you have tens of thousands. But God knows how to deal with the anti-voices that come against him. There was a emperor named Julian in the Roman Empire that killed Christians and, and was going to wipe them out. And in the last moments of his life, he had been wounded in battle and he throws his blood in the air and says, thou, oh, thou Galilean, you have won. Well, the Galilean being Jesus Christ. So there's things that come against us to be anti-God in that sense, anti-Christian. There seems to be an overabundance of that right now. Some of the political thing, the voices that are coming against the church. For instance, this last, this last season, when they shut the churches down, Governor California, he didn't, he didn't want anybody to sing in church. That's like breathing. <laughs> Stop breathing there, you. Well, these things will pass if we'll stay steady and stand our ground and declare the word and pray the prayer and work the works. You watch, God knows how to put his hand on the knobs and turn the dials and change the station and the anti-voices will cease. One of the things that, 
that the voices that come against God, Christianity, your rights to uh, freedom and all the things that God promised and gives and loves to do. Anything that comes against us, the first thing it does is produce fear. Well, wow, the way it is today is going to be that way forever. No, that's why people commit suicide. That's why people give up. That's why people divorce, run away, all those things, because somehow it locks it in that this thing I'm in now will never stop. It'll only get worse. And so I've got to do something drastic. Listen, God knows how to change the course of life. In an instant, in a moment, God can turn the dial or turn the key in the lock, and you'll see a way through that. You'll see a difference. Now, the anti-God voices are not just people and politicians and, you know, despot rulers. It can be a voice in your mind, which is the enemy's way to try to plant something in your heart. Saying, well, you'll never get married, you'll never be, you know, pay your bills, you'll never be healed, you'll never preach again, you'll never have a car. <laughs> I heard that when I was 14, I guess, you know. <laughs> we were gonna get a car. No, I'm not I'm not making fun of that if you need a car. Okay. God ought to change the course of things. They will cease. Amen. I encourage you today, no matter what situation you're in on this Wednesday, no matter what you're hearing in your inner man or from the outside into your ears or what you see in the media or what you're hearing, you know, in any other form of communication, those voices that come against the nature of God and the plans of God will cease. I'm convinced God will have his way. I'm convinced the Holy Spirit has started something he will finish. He didn't come, plant the seed of the church. The disciples carry the message and we continue that message. He didn't do that to flunk out and fail and be snookered by the devil. Come on, you've got a break. He's going to win this thing and he's not going to, Take off in some secret escape route halfway through. We'll be up in heaven and, and he'll say, oh, well, we almost made it. Sure glad we got out of there before all hell broke loose. Come on. That's not God's plan. God's plan is bigger than we can imagine. So let's get our imagination and our dreams and our faith out there where God is. Let's catch up with him and see the big picture. And that is. He wins all the time. Amen. Well, I bless you today. Thank you for coming by on this Wednesday. And remember, the voice of the enemy will be silenced. The voice of God will never cease. The word of God is alive and it's living. And it says it will never pass away. The word of God will never pass away. The scriptures tell us that if we hide that word in our heart, it will cause us to not stumble. It'll cause us not to sin. It'll give us faith. It'll open revelation. It'll bring us into our destiny. If we hide the word in our heart, that means we meditate. Now, let me say this again. Best thing you can ever do, most important, 
is meditate in the presence of the Lord and let him soak himself into your spirit where you have peace. And out of that revelation, insight, anointing, Holy Spirit, inspiration. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thursday's coming. We'll see you then. Don't forget to subscribe. I'm going to put up um, our new contact for YouTube and some other places you can find us. So we'll begin to build that again. Thank you for your patience as we've been going through this snafu. Also, if you haven't, uh, give me a comment. Make a comment. A good one, obviously. And share this with someone. Thank you for that. If God's nudging you to send us a, a financial uh, offering, PayPal's right down there in the notes and also our address. Until tomorrow, the Lord bless you and keep you. And remember, his word never fails. <laughs>